Welcome, savvy investor, to Skyline Views. All right. Welcome back to Skyline Views. I'm Chris Mills. My guest today is a real estate investor, real estate broker, writer, and super mom, Esther Rises. Good to have you, Esther. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let's get started with your story. Um, how did you get started in real estate and why real estate? All right, good question. So I am a, actually a speech language pathologist. Um, I have a master's degree. I was working as a speech therapist for many years until about, let's say almost three years ago. Um, I, and then I decided to switch gears and um, dive into the real estate field. Um, that came about for several reasons. Um, one being, I moved from Brooklyn, New York, to Rockland County, New York, where the speech therapy system was much more. Which, it was different. I had to try. I, in Brooklyn, I would work with one agency in one school, versus Rockland County. I had to travel from house to house. So I said, the only way I'm going around from house to house is selling the homes and not working in them. <laughs> Uh, so that was uh, one reason. Another reason is I was working with children and as my children were growing up and it was it became very difficult to work with children and then come home to children. I was like, it's time to see adults, time to work with adults. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I just didn't have the energy for my kids when they were coming home. And I realized that I need that little change. Um, there are other reasons that I'll maybe uh, write a book about one day. Uh, but for now, that was the main shift. So I started out in residential. I actually wanted to start out straight in commercial, but the, the broker, she's like, oh, no, you need to learn residential first. So I'm like, okay, why not? I'll know that too. Um, so I do residential in Rockland County, New York. Um, I really enjoy it. I enjoy seeing the homes. I enjoy, I enjoy meeting um, the clients. and be, uh, It's more of a personal connection. So I enjoyed that aspect, but then, you know, then there's the commercial aspect, which I really enjoy. Um, it's, it's a more professional, less emotional um, field. Uh, I like the numbers and um, I like the swiftness of it. I like the networking part. So I enjoy both aspects of it, but definitely leaning more towards commercial. Gotcha. Gotcha. So your business today, um, I know you do uh, the local stuff and uh, some of the commercial all over the country. Can you kind of give us a picture of, of how you operate today? Yes. So I began with uh, multifamily developments um, as a broker. And, you know, at a certain point, the inventory was low. So I branched out into like uh, office space and warehouse space. Um, and people are like, how, how do you manage all? Why don't you focus on one? So I was like, why should I focus on one? I, I like them all. I like them all. I, I learn, I keep on learning. I don't stop learning and I enjoy learning and I like to know everything. So as I go into every, um, every as I go into every asset, I learn more about it. I learn about the different markets. Um, I consider myself a serial networker where I just make connections and I feel like I'm a matchmaker at times, just matching people on properties. Um, I love the busyness. I love the hustle. Uh, so I feel like I'm at times I'm like all over the place, but I absolutely love it. Um, just the other day I had three showings and three closings in three different states at the same time. And I was going shopping. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, you figure it out. It's all like behind behind the scenes work, making it happen. A lot of uh, arrangements, but uh, yeah, I love it. I really do. I consider this my hobby. Very cool. Very cool. So, being in in New York and being very active in the market, you're you kind of have a touch and a pulse on you know, the residential as well as the commercial, you've got some of the office, you're, you're seeing all these markets moving during 2020. Tell us about, you know, what you've seen over this year and, and the state of the market now. All right. So um, I've seen residential wise, many, many people are leaving the city. A lot of people are moving, uh, are moving to either beach towns or suburban areas. Um, due to COVID and the political, you know, arena us environment, people are just escaping the city and trying to go to more quiet areas. People are realizing that if they're going to have to quarantine, they want to quarantine in a bigger space with an with a home office, maybe an outdoor space, more room for their kids, a playroom. You know, it's changing people's shift in mind about the type of home they want to live in. Um, People are leaving Manhattan by the droves. Um, where I live is now flooded. There are like almost no more homes for sale on the market in my specific area uh, because I live in a suburban area. People are just coming here every day. Someone else is moving in, new neighbors, new neighbors. Um, so that that was a total, total shift in, in uh, the residential aspect. In terms of commercial, we're seeing a lot of um, retail go down. We've seen that before, but with COVID, it's totally gone down. We're seeing a lot of industrial um, pickup. Everyone's looking for a warehouse because all businesses are going online. Everyone needs to store their stuff. So we're seeing an uptick in warehouse needs. Um, the stable asset we're seeing is uh, multifamily because um, people always need a place to live. That's not going to change. So that's um, still a steady, good investment. Office space depends where, you know, people are, many people um, move their offices to, in, into their homes. So um, it really depends on the location. We're seeing a lot of vacancies in office space, but it, it depends. It depends what, it depends if, you know, what type of office space it is. Like I have a medical building that I'm, a medical office building that I'm selling. So that's occupied. So it really depends on what, what type of tenant is occupying the space. But we're definitely seeing a shift in office space. Many more vacancies. I mean, people are itching to get back to the office. Uh, I think people need to get out there and, you know, just a change again. It's hard to be home the whole day. People are looking for that different location, but yet we're still seeing vacancies. So there's definitely been a shift in the market overall. You know, COVID has changed many things for uh, on the real estate front. So for multifamily, are you seeing a shift in, uh, I guess, neighborhood demand? The, the buildings that were appreciating in, in certain neighborhoods, has that changed or are they still on that trajectory and, and this hasn't really changed anything? So it's interesting, like, um, you know, when COVID first hit, everyone was like on pause and on the lookout for, for deals, for good deals. Hmm. There are no good deals. There are no COVID deals. You know, the, the prices are just the same. It's not like, higher people are buying there there are no such thing as a COVID. there's no such thing as a COVID deal so um yeah i think it's just as it was before in terms of multifamily. Gotcha. and i have so many requests so many people are still looking for multifamily developments the biggest request i received 
is um, 100 units and up, generally in a tenant in a landlord-friendly state. Um, that's the biggest request I receive. Um, New York is very, very difficult at the time, um, and because of you know because of evictions, the courts are closed, can't evict anybody. I'm personally affected. I have a building that I'm trying to sell in Brooklyn, and um, I promised to deliver a vacant pre-COVID. Hmm. And now, you know, we have a buyer and he's like, oh, we want a vacant. So we evict, you know, some people, some tenants left um, easily, but there's one old lady that's just not leaving. And um, it's an issue. It's an issue. So in the meantime, the the, the landlord is, you know, is um, without rent because the other tenants have gone. This old lady is not paying and the building's just in a standstill. It can't sell because someone's there. It's not vacant. So it's, it's, New York is very difficult right now. Um, you know, nobody wants, people are like trying to, I mean, there are some buyers here, but most people are trying to get out um, of New York. I, last night I had a call with someone that's trying to sell all his New York properties. Um, so yeah, New York is not a, um, and people are not running to buy in New York at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess moving on to office now, what are you seeing as far as the locations that are still in demand versus uh, the, the locations that were in demand last year or two years ago, but aren't? Because uh, we're seeing, like you said, so many changes, people either going straight to their homes because they can. Uh, maybe they didn't think they could before, but they were forced to. And now, you know, they find a, made, a way to make it work. A lot of the existing office we've seen changing, right? Like just the way the way offices are, are laid out or the density or, or just the function of the office. So are you seeing a lot of those changes, either physical or, or in location? Yeah, 100%. Um, first of all, many offices that were crowded till now, they're, you know, they're more strict about, um, because of COVID, they're more strict about like just keeping it less, less people, more social distancing. So we're having some of that. We're definitely having a lot of people um, working at home, they figured out a system of how they can do what they were doing until now at home. So many people are moving out, uh, like especially with kids on Zoom. You know, people are able to move out more. Till now, people would live in the city for school and for work, but now if school is on, is, uh, is online and work is remote online, why not move anywhere you want? So if, if people are able to have that luxury of moving anywhere, they are. Um, but it's interesting. We're seeing it's it's we're in a we're in a time that nothing's certain. Things keep on evolving. I have a, a friend that just went and, and rented a space in Manhattan to an office space in Manhattan for his new business. Hmm. Maybe he got a really good deal with that um, because there are many vacancies around. And also people are like maybe having um, they're kind of fed up of being home too much. Um, it's hard to work with the family um, around constantly. So, yeah, you have all types and everyone's figuring out what works for them. But overall, definitely less vacant, more vacancies. Um, uh, in Connecticut, we're seeing that. I'm seeing that in Pennsylvania. We're seeing that definitely in Manhattan. Um, Cincinnati, I, I deal with office spaces all around. And there's definitely vacancies. Do you think there's going to be sort of an equalizing of 
both rents and uh, the prices of, of buildings as people move out, you know, probably commercial and residential or maybe at, at differing rates. But if people are, are moving out of densely populated, populated areas into less densely populated areas, you know, it used to be the, the premium you would pay to be in the city, right? If, if there's no longer that demand, do you think everything else is going to rise up to meet? Or do you think, you know, moving an hour outside of a city, two hours outside of a city, um, do you think you can still find good deals going forward? Or do you think that's going to start to go away? So I guess it depends on the area. Um, and people are offering incentives um, to, you know, to rent spaces, um, even in residential areas. I know there are some um, buildings that are offering incentives and like some several free months of rent. Um, if you take an X amount of months lease, um, it really depends on the area. I'm sure Manhattan has better deals than it had in the past. Um, there has to, um, people are desperate to fill their vacant spaces. I guess some money is better than no money. Uh, if they're paying their taxes, they're paying their mortgage, there's, they're definitely going to be more incentives to rent spaces. And uh, I see lower rents, yes. Um, but it, it definitely depends on the area. You know, some areas are in very high demand and over there you're going to see, you're not going to see those incentives. So it's area by area, but taking Manhattan, for example, yeah, there are many vacancies and I'm sure that they're going, you know, people are offering um, competitive rates to, to rent lease spaces. Mm -hmm. People are considering shifting their operations uh, maybe either they have um, a real estate business and they were investing in one area, but, you know, because of whatever circumstances they, they may be going through internally, now they're looking at a different area or maybe right. a business who was operating in a certain area, but because of these shifting dynamics that we're talking about, now they have to change gears in either how they do things or where or both. What are some uh, things that you could point people to, or maybe resources that you could point them to in evaluating areas, in evaluating markets. Um, obviously, they should be, you know, talking to a professional like you, but if they're online doing research, um, what kind of things or key indicators should they be looking for when they're evaluating markets? Right. So it really depends on your family dynamics and, you know, what you personally, your personal preferences as well. Um, the other day I spoke to a single, you know, woman who's on her own and she has the luxury of traveling. She doesn't, she sold her house in California and she's Airbnb um, as she goes, you know, she's figuring it out as she goes. She's like every week in a different state and she's living it up, you know, enjoying. She's, you know, obviously like quarantine where she is in that hotel room, but she said it's, it's a uh, rate wise. It's, it makes sense. You know, her rent, her Airbnb is cheaper than her rent that she was paying in, in California and she's living it up. Um, my kids are still in school, thank God, uh, right now. So for me, it doesn't make sense for me to just uh, pick myself up and, and go. So it really depends on the person's um, preferences, family needs, spouse's job. Um, my husband has an office. I, I, can't, I wouldn't be able to just get up and go. Um, so that's a big factor. And also depends what your business needs are. It depends on your, if you're running a, on Amazon business, you'd probably want to be closer to warehouse space. Um, if you're running, you know, it depends 
what you're doing. If you're running a food business, then you have to be based in a certain location. Um, so it really depends what your line of work is and your family needs and preferences are. Um, but make it work for everyone, right? We make it work. Um, you know, when people come to me, they're like, oh, we need a house, we need a building. I'm like, what is your criteria? What are you looking for? You know, do you have a preference in location? How many bedrooms do you need? How many bathrooms do you think you need? Um, you know, what type of, what, what's, do you have a specific school in mind that you want your kids to go to? So it all revolves around what the person's um, needs and wants are. Gotcha. Are there any, um, you know, online resources or books or anything like that to, so people can study up? Um, because there's a lot of, you know, jargon they can run into or things might be confusing or even, you know, conflicting information just because the internet is so vast and scrambled. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, are there any, anything that you have, like, that would be a go-to for people? Um, I mean, it's more of like talking it out and figuring out, um, I don't know, of a specific uh, site that can help people figure out, you know, what they want, but it's more of like, um, I know I always make in life, I always, you know, when I'm having a hard time making a decision, I make a cross-benefit analysis, all the pros, all the cons of everything. And then, you know, you outweigh, you have to like balance it out, figure out what's best um, for you. I don't know if there's anything specific. And I think keep, things keep on changing. And it also depends. Like I have a friend that her husband just wants to move somewhere warm. So, uh you know, they're Florida, Cal, you know, California, somewhere, you know, they're going to move somewhere there, mm -hmm. um, you know, down south. So, you know, it really, really depends on what you want. I mean, also, if you have young children that you can easily like hop around and, um, you know, try, try out locations and see how it works, then, you know, that's um, another thing is like trial and error. And I don't think, you know, there's, I don't think there's like a book or rules that can um, give somebody what, you know, what's best for them, you know, that can tell someone, I think it's just figuring it out. I, I was living in Brooklyn and I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I had my family there and my friends there, but at the time we couldn't find a house for our growing family in the area that we wanted. Um, you know, my criteria was a parking spot in Brooklyn. Um, you know, that's very, uh, that's, uh, it's like a gold mine. Uh, having a parking spot but that was my um, criteria because you know we travel we work we go um, and I couldn't find one at the time I couldn't find a house at the parking spot something that looks that seemed decent so um, we found something nice in Rockland County for you know for much cheaper than the condo we were living in you know like the, the prices were were just they just made sense so it also depends on the person's budget you know, what's their budget? Where, where can you see yourself living? What can you afford? But uh, I loved living in Brooklyn, but out of my family needs, I had to move, you know, to somewhere else. So I didn't want to be too far from family and friends. I wanted to be within distance and I'm like an hour and a half away. It's a little distance, but it's close enough, close enough but far enough. Um, and I have a house from, you know, enough where I have a big enough space for my kids. Um, and we're not that far. So it all depends. Everyone has to evaluate um, what works for themselves. And uh, if anyone has any questions or needs any directions or help, I'm more than happy to talk to them and help.
whether it be like a um, residential home or person or business-wise? Very good. That's a, a perfect segue into, uh, I guess, your business and your contact information. If someone wants to learn more or, or shoot you some questions, um, maybe get a hold sure. of some of these deals, how to reach out, reach out to you. Sure. Um, so yeah, my specialty is like making connections, meeting people and, um, you know, getting to know people and matching their, their needs and criteria to what they need to what, what there is on the market or off, off market deals. Um, and I specialize mostly in commercial um, and, you know, with different criteria, different assets. Um, you could definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn at Esther Rises Loanvine. My email is sdrises at gmail.com, E-S-T-Y-R-E-I-Z-E-S at gmail. Um, you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, all over social media. Yeah, I try to stay away from Twitter. I try to focus on work and less politics. But uh, LinkedIn, I'm pretty big on. Um, send, shoot me a DM. I'd be more than happy to uh, reach out and help you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for your time today. It's been, it's been great and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Skyline Views with Chris Mills. We hope you found this valuable and useful. Feel free to share it with friends or family that could benefit as well. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. We really appreciate it. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us through thehaneycompany.com. See you next time. The information provided in this episode is not intended as specific tax or legal advice and may not be relied upon for purposes of avoiding any federal tax penalties. Skyline Views, The Haney Company, their employees and representatives are not authorized to give tax or legal advice. Individuals are advised to seek advice from their own tax or legal counsel. Individuals involved in the estate planning process should work with an estate planning team, including their own personal legal or tax counsel. The information provided here does not constitute personal financial advice, but is meant for the conveyance of information for educational purposes only. All investing involves risk, including the risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Guarantees are backed by the claims-paying ability of the insurer. Christopher Mills is a registered representative of Coastal Equities Incorporated and an investment advisor representative of Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated. Neither Coastal Equities Incorporated nor Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated is affiliated with Skyline Views or the Haney Company. Advisory services are offered through Coastal Investment Advisors Incorporated, a U.S. SEC registered investment advisor, and securities are offered through Coastal Equities Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC, 1201 North Orange Street, Suite 729, Wilmington, Delaware, 19801.